wonder, I wonder if there are some things in our pasts, individually in your past, choices that you've made, uh, maybe things that, that weigh you down too. We've, we've all done things that weren't our finest moments, right? And, and those things have had consequences. And you may be even today living in the, think you're living in the shadow of those things even to this day. Many people live as though they are under a curse with no hope of escape. It's a, it's a victim mentality, I guess. We, we, we make excuses as to why we, we just can't break out of those, the cycle of those, of those sinful choices. I just can't do it. It's just who I am. It's too hard. It's impossible. I, I just can't, can't do it. But here's the thing. If, if, if you can't, you can't be a victim if you're following the victor. You can't be uh, living in that victim mentality because Jesus has overcome sin and death. And that's not just church talk. That's not just Easter stuff. Uh, you really can let God reign over your past. Last week on Easter Sunday, we began this new series, Love Reigns, and, and we celebrated the, the miraculous resurrection of Jesus and his victory over death. Because of his great love for us, right? And, and if his love is reigning in our lives, it even reigns over our past. Because of Jesus' death and his resurrection, we do not have to be controlled by past sins, mistakes, and failures. The, the, the gospels are, are, are full of stories of individuals with, with shady pasts who, who then experience a fresh start, right? Because of, because of their interactions with Jesus. The, the New Testament often speaks about uh, the transforming power of Jesus' selfless sacrifice on the cross and his triumphant resurrection from the grave. When, when people place their, their trust in Jesus, they were different. They were forgiven. They were made new. It is the greatest news of all that our decisions, even those that it caused guilt and shame, those things can be forgiven because of Jesus' love. You don't have to live in guilt and regret. God's love can reign over your past. It's like you can start all over again. One of my favorite passages uh, uh, has, has been 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and I want to read just a few verses there, beginning in verse 17 today. It'll be up here on the Jumbotron for you, but if you have your Bible or your device, I'd encourage you to, uh, to pull that open. It's certainly highlighted and underlined in, in my Bible. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that person is a new creation. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God who, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. A new creation. I, that sounds a lot like overcoming the past. Uh, 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 that sounds a lot like not being mired in or, or, or covered in uh, the past. At, at the beginning of, of the chapter, in chapter 5 here, uh, we didn't read the whole thing. We started in verse 17, but it starts with therefore. Well, we always have to, uh, when you're reading uh, and you come to a therefore, you have to look back at the passage and see what it's 
therefore. So uh, uh, therefore, uh, in, in, in verse 17, uh, we, we look ahead and we see that, that uh, the beginning of this chapter, Paul's been, been uh, uh, talking about the amazing love of God and, and bragging on what God has done and, and talking about this offer of, of Jesus' life that, that rescues ours. It's, it's what the therefore is referring to. And it's, it's because of God's love uh, and, and who we are in Christ, it says, because of that, we have been made into a new creation in Christ. Those who are in Christ, those are the people that are new. Cre- well, what does it mean to be in Christ? It, it's actually used quite a lot in, 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 the, in the New Testament, this, this, this little phrase. It's, it's, it's quite common uh, to, uh, to, to, follow, to, to refer to followers of Jesus, people who are in Christ. Paul, the Apostle Paul, who wrote 2 Corinthians, uh, in, in all of the letter, his letters in the New Testament, actually uses that phrase about 200 times. Back then, uh, in that time, you weren't necessarily categorized as Christian, uh, what we might call today, oh, I'm, I'm Christian, as opposed to other religions. Uh, that term is only used three times throughout the entire New Testament. Um, they, they wouldn't necessarily even refer to you as, as being part of a certain religion um, or, or even an organization, per se. They weren't all that organized. Uh, they, they refer, oh, that person, uh, these people, we are in Christ. So what does that mean? British theologian and pastor Dr. John Stott explained it this way in part, and maybe gets us, gets us going in, in what this means. He says, to be in Christ does not mean to be inside Christ, as tools are in a box or our clothes are in a closet, but to be organically united to Christ, as a limb is to the body or a branch is in the tree. It is this personal relationship with Christ that is the distinctive mark of his authentic followers in Christ. It's what Jesus talked about in John 15, uh, where, where he, he's referring to himself as the vine, and we are the branches that are connected to him. Uh, he says in verse 4 of John 15, remain in me as I remain in you. There's that connection. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I'm the vine. You're the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. We must be in Christ, connected to him. When we come to Jesus, when we ask for his forgiveness, when we seek to follow him, we want him to transform our lives. It's like we're grafted into Jesus as his branches, right? It's, that's the, the, the picture, the metaphor being, uh, being portrayed here. Being in Christ means that we are literally extensions of him. We're, we're connected to him. We're fed by him. We have a new identity. We're in Christ And then we grow new fruit. We grow his fruit. Being in Christ makes us new. Uh, But in order to make the new, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that the old has to go. So if we're in Christ, we're connected to him, it's like we're transformed, uh, changed, uh, everything is new, but that means that the old is gone and the new has come. It's, it's an important distinction. Rebecca and I like to watch uh, renovation shows from time to time. Um, 
it only gets us into trouble because then we want to do whatever we've seen them do on the uh, fixing up their house and what, uh, hometown fixer upper. Those couple of our favorites, and um, uh, we've we've uh, you know used some of those uh, pointers and tips. It's fun to watch them transform an old dilapidated house into an amazing place to live. And I mean, all those shows are are. I mean, don't. I'm not ripping on them, but they're all the same, right? You, you start out with this old fallen down place, and then somewhere very early on in the show, they break stuff, right? They, they get in there, they get their heavy-duty equipment, and they just start tearing stuff up. Chip Gaines is famous for saying that his favorite day is... Anybody? Demo day! It's, it's the day where everything old is trashed. Anything that would hinder the new work that they want to do, they've got to get it out of there and get it back to the studs or back to even further than that sometimes. Uh, And just like in refurbishing an old house, uh, God has to get that rotten, dead, decrepit, sinful stuff out of our lives so he then can create something new. When God's love reigns in us, it overpowers the hold that all that old sin, shame, guilt, mistakes, and failures uh, used to have in our lives. He he doesn't simply overlook our sinful past. It's not that God comes in and says, oh, you know what, Uh, that can stay. I'll just build something new here. Uh, I mean, you can't discover rot in the walls and then just cover it up with shiplap and move on, right? Uh, as much as shiplap is just so amazing, right? But but, uh, you have to remove, you have to get rid of all the old stuff. The old is gone, so you can start over and build something new. Well, in order to to give God permission to have demo day in our lives, we we have to come to him uh, confessing that old sinful stuff of our past, right? One thing I think that keeps us from experiencing the new life of that new creation, we, we just keep kind of repeating the, the, the same old cycles of, of sin in our lives. A big thing that, that keeps us from that is that we don't own our sin. We, we have to get to the place where we agree with God about our sin. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Uh, we, we don't ignore it. We don't try to cover it up anymore. We, we, we can't uh, overcome our sin on, in our own strength. But when, uh, when we bring our lives to God and agree with him, uh, agree that the, that the rotten sinful things need to go, then his love roots that out. As 1 John 1.9 says, his promise is that he forgives us and he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. He gets rid of the, uh, the, the, the rotten stuff in there. He cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And then we're freed up to live for him. We, we, we go from telling lies to speaking truth. We go from being selfish to being selfless. We, we go from spreading gossip to, to encouraging others. We, we go from burning with anger to being filled with joy. We begin to, to grow his fruit. Uh, Galatians talks about the fruit of the spirit and all the, those godly uh, Christ-like character qualities that, that, that start uh, growing up in our lives. Uh, it, it's not just renovation, it's transformation. The old is gone the new is here. And that's great, pastor, great, good to, that just sounds like, you know, church stuff. Uh, it kind of actually sounds too good to be true a lot of times. I, I, I recently heard about a company who had developed one of the first boxed cake mixes. So years ago, they had this wild idea. Uh, you, you, they, they put this mix together. All you had to do was add water. 
amazing transformation, mind-blown concept, right? Uh, and, and so the company's excited to, to launch their product and get everything ready to get all the, the cake. Buy. They've got all these this product and it's out on the shelves and they do the big marketing thing and they're ready to, to, to just sell cake mixes and sales were less than stellar. And so they did some uh, market research and they found out that their customers, uh, who they thought were going to buy all this cake mix, uh, actually, uh, they weren't too sure about buying a box where all you had to do was add water. I mean, it seemed too easy. Why would we want to do that when we're used to building something from scratch? Now all we have to do is add water. It, it must not be trustworthy. I, I don't think it'll really work. I'm not even going to try it. So the company changed their ingredients and the instructions, so you had to add water and one egg. Sales skyrocketed and everybody, they were off to the races and everything is great and you have cake mixes in your house today. I think sometimes uh, the, the, the truth that God has forgiven our past because of Jesus' death and resurrection, because of God's love for us, uh, the, the, the truth that that, that, that is possible sounds too good to be true and it's just too simple for us to trust it. Many people think that it has to be more complicated than, than offering ourselves to God, confessing the past and let him do the rest. It's, it's got to be harder. Than, I've got to earn it somehow, right? I've, I've got to, what do I have to do in order to, to earn God's love? But, but you can't earn something that's priceless. <laughs> you can't do enough to earn something that's priceless. God's love is priceless. You just have to accept it. Verse 18 in our passage this morning says, all this is from God. He has given it to us. It's a gift. God's love. Romans, Romans 6 describes this in terms of dying to sin and living for God. In the same way, he says, uh, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. So the old is gone, the new has come, new life, created new, all of that, the the same theme. Uh, Verse 12, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Don't let sin reign. So many times, even when we come to Christ, we hold on to to our past and we get bogged down in our failures and our sins and and we let those things continue to reign in our lives. Jesus has come to give us new life, to let his love reign in our lives. I I don't know, I I think a a lot of people have the have the yeah but mentality when it comes to all of this. Yeah, but I mean, come on. I I know I know about Jesus and Easter and all, but but you don't know my sin, or you don't know what I've done, or, or you don't know how hard it is. Yeah, but, and we come up with these excuses. <laughs> but just like we saw last week in Ephesians chapter 2, the message of the Bible isn't, yeah, but, it's but God. We were mired in sin in Ephesians 2. We, the, the, then in verse 4, we, we saw last week, because, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive in Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions and sin. It is by grace you have been saved. But God makes all the difference. God gets rid of the excuses and the yeah buts. God's plan for you is not that you continue to be stuck in sinful habits that steal your joy and your peace. Jesus did not go through the agony of the cross so you could stay stuck in guilt and regret. Jesus went to the cross and overcame the grave to give you new life. 
So we have to rely on that life-changing but God, but his, his great love for us, that, that, that love that transforms death into life and reigns over our past. We don't have to walk around defeated and full of shame. If you are in Christ, if you're connected to him, uh, then, then, then you can be confident in the fact that you have been forgiven. Uh, Psalm 103 uses the words, talks about uh, that, that we're separated from our sin as far as the east is from the west. If you're going east, you'll never be going west. It, 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 there's, it's, as, it's as far as the east is from the, the sins of your past do not need to control your present or your future. When God's love rules in your life, you are a new creation. The old is gone and now it's new now i i I do want to say i don't want you to get the the wrong impression but there still may be some consequences some some things intentionally that you need to deal with and work through maybe maybe you you need to spend some time with a counselor or a pastor or another uh, trusted advisor or just a friend uh talking through working through some of those issues we're always going to be making progress but 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 your past failures are not a curse that have to rule over your life the message of the cross and the empty tomb is clear as can be god's love reigns over your past. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says the old is gone and the new has come. And then the rest of that passage spells out (laughs) that when we get to that place of living in Christ, when we are newly created by his love, the old is gone and, and now we're new. And the rest of that passage that we read there says that we will then spread the love and the hope that we have experienced. We will spread that to others. The entire world, every single person uh, can, can live in this truth. Everyone can be reconciled to God. So if you've experienced all that, then, then you become what, what, what Paul says here in 2 Corinthians 5, uh, you become an ambassador. An ambassador who shares that transforming message of God's love with other people. In, in some translation, it says that you have a ministry, the, the ministry of reconciliation. I don't think it's presumptuous to to restate that. We live to love people to life. Anybody heard that before? We that's that's how we say that. Or we live to love we have the ministry of reconciliation. God has done the work, we're benefiting from it, so naturally we want to share it. We want to help others. We've experienced a life, abundant life with God, and now because we love others, because He's He's given us this ministry, this mission, then we share that life and that love with those around us because everyone needs to know. It, it, it if all that is true in our lives, it, it should probably come up. <laughs> In your conversation. I mean, if if you eat at a great restaurant, then pretty soon that's probably going to come up in conversation. Man, I ate at this place the other night, and, and then you talk about the atmosphere and the service and, and, and what you ordered and, and what other people ordered and, and, and why it was such a great experience. And you might even invite people to go there with you. And in essence, I guess you could say that you've become an ambassador for that restaurant. Or maybe you get a good deal on a, on a washer and dryer. Or, or you find a, a great new, uh, shampoo that you love. Or, or, uh, maybe you finally find a dentist who can give shots without it hurting. Or, or you find a counselor who really listens and understands and helps. You, you, you don't keep that stuff to yourself. It's just natural for us to get excited about it. And so we tell the people that are close to us, uh, what we're excited about. That's just what we do. So, if the gospel really is good news, If we have found the secret to eternal 
life, if, if we've discovered a life of joy and peace in, midst, in the midst of the chaos of this world, if Jesus' love really can reign over our past and make us brand new creations, get rid of the old and bring in the new, if that's all true, it should probably come up from time to time in our conversations with others. When we really love God and his love truly reigns in our lives, talking about him and celebrating his love should just be second nature. You're an ambassador for Jesus. I don't know if you're convinced of that, so I'm going to at least have you say that. I am an ambassador for Jesus. Say that with me. I am an ambassador for Jesus. Do you, do you turn to the person next to you and try to convince them? I am an ambassador for Jesus. Now do it back. I am an ambassador for, now turn around and now jump up and turn around. No, just kidding. Don't, you don't have to do that. We're, when we go from this place, but not even when we're from this, even when we're here in this place, when we gather together, we are ambassadors for Christ because we are in Christ. The old is gone. The new has come. We're living for him. It's this thing that drives our lives. It's who. It's not just what we do. It's who we are. It's going to come up. It's just who we are. It's, it's natural progression of life. We live to love people to life because God's love reigns in our lives. Then he uses us to be his ambassadors in the world. Jesus, I mean, mean, this is, I don't know, we could say that this is so basic, and yet it is so much not lived out, I think. Jesus took on our sin, our mistakes, our brokenness, and, and, and our past shame, and he was nailed to the cross. He became sin on our behalf, even though he was perfect and sinless. It it was an act of love, amazing, priceless love. And that love has made all the difference, or can make all the difference, if we accept that and live for him. So we have to ask the question, is love reigning over your past sins and failures? Can you say that you are truly living in Christ? The old is gone. The new is here. You don't have to be a victim to your past failures because Jesus has overcome the curse of sin. (laughs) You can live in victory as you follow Jesus. 